What's up, what's up? Here we are, another Tuesday, another podcast. This is your favorite football podcast, the Football Academy. I'm Sapoon, here with Will Webb. Hello, everyone, again. Uh, I'm uh, not a little hoarse, but I did definitely lose my mind in the car. Listen to some Carabao Cup. Uh, sorry to all my my Spursy sort of friends out there. Um, had tip to all my Arsenal friends. That was so Spursy. Good lord, uh, I can't. I can't believe they lost on penalties. I also can't believe the guy from uh, uh, Colchester tried to Panenka for no apparent reason. Like, thought he could do that. Like, being the League One outfit, thought he could do that and just didn't. But y'all ain't gotta worry about the Carabao Cup. It's it's not that important to most teams. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, hey, I will say this: it's been quite the wild, wild week since we last talked. Mm-hmm. I think those. Um, second half of the Champions League games like some really surprising results out there mm-hmm. Europa League Arsenal squeezed out a win United squeezed out a win and then you had Sunday where Arsenal again had to squeeze out a win United lost and Spurs that have kind of just like been shambles over the last 15 games last season and this season where I think there was a mask over it because of the Champions League run the mask has been taken off and you're seeing a re- like I think po- Pochettino should have left because that is the most that team would have ever gotten they, out of. They wouldn't. You said the mask taken off. My brain just went. They would have got away with it too if it wasn't for those meddling kids. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they like we're gonna get into it. But man, that that pff, Spurs need need some help, and I don't know where they're gonna get it from. Hope maybe the loving arms of Jesus, maybe. A bunch well, of money. Who knows? <laughs> how about this? Let's start off with the games that we saw this weekend. And we got to start with Southampton, Bournemouth. Big, big, I guess, upset somewhat for us. Because we both picked Southampton to win this. Yeah. And it was... Bournemouth does this. Where Eddie Howe comes up with these wins. And which is what kind of makes me think at times that... If Tottenham do go a different route than Maurizio Pochettino... Mm. Eddie Howe could be a very, very good manager. Given mm. that... He's done so well with such limited resources. He's going to go to another team, which is more or less limited resources, but like at a different level. <laughs> He's got rich man limited resources. Yeah. Like he, solidly middle class is what he would be yeah. instead of just like dirt poor. Yeah, um, so, I mean, what do you think? Uh, uh, we've, I've said this like 15 times in a row. Harry Wilson scored again. Uh, it was not a banger this time, but it was still a decent goal. I, literally, on my notes, one of the things, because Bournemouth is sitting kind of pretty in the table... What are, what's their ceiling right now? Like where where do we think they're gonna go? Because I like I don't I don't foresee them being a, like a top four club at the end of the season. But I don't foresee them like they're not gonna drop hella points. They they look like a solid damn team. So like, what's the ceiling on them? What's the ceiling on Eddie? Like, is he is he going to stay? Is he going to leave? Uh, it's dependent upon what happens to other clubs. But like, this does not. This kind of reminds me of Wolves. Last season, where they looked like kind of like, oh my god, this team might do something a little bit. Again, I don't no, think top no, four, no, but no, like no. I, I, I don't know, man. I got a sneaking suspicion top half of the table, maybe threatening for Europe or maybe like a domestic trophy. Who knows? I mean, sure, that that might happen. I don't think Bournemouth belongs in that in that conversation just yet. I think at the end of the day, your means still matter. Wolves have a very good financial backing to do what they do, whereas Bournemouth, Eddie Howe's achieving. Results and honestly, this is a result. If you're gonna stay in the Premier League, you gotta go away to St Mary's and win it, right? Mm-hmm. So because this is 
If both of them are bad, it's a relegation six-pointer. Yeah. Puts, in, puts it into perspective that at the end of the day, Eddie Howe is still very unproven, but we, I do think there's a manager in there which could, de- I think most definitely will go to a different place regardless of what happens in the next couple of weeks, uh, like at different clubs or at uh, Bournemouth. I don't see them getting relegated. And I think keeping them up and leaving for greener pastures would be a very romantic thing. Granted, he could also stay. Cause but, he, but remember, he's also done this before where he's left for greener pastures and then been like, well, but I, I miss Bournemouth and come back. So, I mean, we'll see. We will definitely see. But I do think Young, like, I think he needs to go to the right place. So if he does get the right place, it'd be good. So moving on, next game. I call the upset, you call the upset. Um, you stole my idea. <laughs> I and, feel so great about it, too. <laughs> but here we are. Leicester City, Tottenham Hotspurs. Leicester beat them 2-1. I think Leicester were very, very unhappy about losing 1-0 at Old Trafford because I think they thought we were there for the taking. They went back, and when they saw Tottenham were up 1-0, it was kind of like flashbacks to what had happened, but like you, had, you saw the team just be like galvanized together and be like, hey, we got this. This is our home ground, and hey, James Madison, man, what a baller. Uh, it's the the same, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but the same announcement was called in this match that called that James Rodriguez goal. My word, that boy's a star! When he scored that second goal, that was literally the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh god, this dude, like, that, that's a touch I hadn't seen in a minute. Um, I will Manchester say... Manchester United fan, too. I, of course he is. I will say, do you think... Tottenham is just a, a wee bit hard done by the VAR call because that like I mean the, the VAR call is the reason they got those points at Man City though so but it was it was like millimeters dude like you can't like that, that's so ticky tacky to me that like it cut I mean full credit to Leicester they played way better than Tottenham for most of the game Harry Kane scores a fluke I'm on my ass goal that kind of makes me not want to talk ill about him now because that don't make no sense but like a quarter of an like the, the 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 thickness of a dime is the reason we're not talking about a draw right here. I mean, again, full credit to Leicester, but I think I still think there's problems for Tottenham. I still think there's a lot of questions that need to be asked of Mauricio Pochettino. I I also think that they kind of got a little jobbed in there, so it goes both ways. They need to play better. They should have. I don't think they should stop Leicester. I think Leicester's a better team, but I think that VAR call may have influenced them in the wrong way. So. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't know about the VAR call. I think I have always maintained if it's not clear and obvious, it shouldn't be overturned. That's but right. that That's is right. not the benchmark that we hold it down to. So my, in my opinion, Tottenham are unraveling in front of our eyes. Mm-hmm. And I, unless there's a quick stop, I don't know what's going to happen. And I also think in the grand world of football right now, you see two other managers, uh, one of which we will talk about in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who's also kind of unraveling at his position. You saw Zidane right now. not at, I wouldn't say unraveling to a manager who won three straight Champions Leagues, but kind of... But he's got some loose seams. Yeah. <laughs> kind of just getting out there. So, And Pochettino has been tired with both those jobs. So, th- so for me, it becomes a question of, does Manchester United look at Real Madrid and go, do you think they're going to make a move? And if they are about to make a move at that point, and regardless of what's going on, look at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and be like, hey, we got a better manager coming, we'll go with that. Or do you, th- do you see the same thing happen with Real Madrid, 
where say Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's results are not that good. Zidane's not doing very well, but he's like keeping it just upright because it doesn't look very good for any of those three managers at their current clubs right now. I, I'm hard pressed to argue with any of that. Like I, I think right now Ole is probably under the most fire. Uh, no, that's a lie. I think Zidane's under the most fire because they those Real fans expect the most from their managers and their club. Uh, I think Ole be second on that list. I, I don't think Pochettino's on like. We're going to talk about it like, oh my God, he had this result and they lost. And then he's going to go out and like beat somebody 4-0. And then, you know, everything will be sunny and rosy again. So. But they didn't. They lost today. Okay, so that is true. <laughs> so it's it, true. It, they, I definitely they, brought that off the beginning, so I should Like, it, it, we always expect this from Tottenham nowadays, but they're not coming back anymore. Unless they really do face like a Crystal Palace relegation threatened team, they're not really going to smack anybody 4-0. So. And they don't have the bench strength as we saw today. Yeah, definitely. That So... What do you think? If I had, if I had to over under Christmas. Oh, over under Christmas! God damn. Um, do you think? And I'm not saying just sack. I think he might just walk away. It might be a mutual decision. If someone, to, if someone walks away, it's gonna be Potashina. I think Zidane will go the way of the dodo and be the first to go. Uh, I honestly. I don't see Solskjaer going anywhere anytime soon. And that's not me being an asshole. That's just, I, the, the way we'll, y'all, we'll, 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 we'll get to Solskjaer talk later, but that's that. I mean, Tottenham didn't bounce back today. We'll see who they play next week. But I, again, do not think that it's going to get easier for Pochettino to get these big game results. I'm not talking about like if they face like a relegation threat in Southampton or someone next that might be different, but if they have to face Man United, Man City, like it might be a uh, not a very great result for them. Granted, they also might just not turn up if he's not he's kind of lost his mood. So we'll see. We'll see the lines next uh, for the next week games. The next game, Burnley Norwich. Quite an astonishing Burnley two 0 win. But this is what Sean Dyche does. Uh, You're not gonna come to his turf <laughs> literally. And, <laughs> and um. <laughs> Kind of play just your high press nonsense and get away with it. Uh, so I love I love picking the random stats. Uh, Burnley has five consecutive wins against newly promoted sides. That's more than Manchester United. That is also fair. Um, I I don't know. I'm a Norwich is still like I know they're sitting very very bottom right now, and I totally understand that people are not as high on them as they want to be. But they are missing, like, 9,300 people from their first team, including most of their back line. I think when they get them back, this is a different Norwich side. These early results until they start... They, they also lost uh, 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 Teddy coming off at, at, like, at some point... I can't remember what it was. Like the, it was the first half. or At some point in the match, they lost another player. They have a bunch of first-team players coming back, and I think that's when they turn the corner. They have to kind of maintain for right now because they are decent side with really decent talent, especially up front. Uh, they just kind of got to coast it out until they get everybody back. As far as Burnley, again, that's that's just classic Sean Dyche. Like, you're not, you're not going to come to my house, sit in my chair, do my things. Like, he's turf, turf board's a, a difficult place to play. And if I'm a team aspiring for mid-table success or, like, European success, I'd be a little afraid of Sean Dyche. 
I'd also, if I was Sean Dice, probably be trying to get some European success myself. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Burnley were in the cha- uh, Europa League, mm-hmm. almost a Champions League right there. Um, Europa <laughs> League, um, I think this year before. So, mm-hmm. it's you've seen them do this before, and now they play less games without the Europa League. So, obviously, big big win for them. Kind of a heartbreaking loss for Norwich, but they'll, they'll recover. The next game, you predicted this very correctly, just I, I, out of your, like, stupid mind. I don't know how that came out. It's but, proper hate, man. It's proper hate. Everton against South uh, against Sheffield United. Sheffield United 2, my boy Dino with a clean sheet. Everton at Goodison, just not... They're kind of also unraveling right now. You don't know what they are. And so they, You legitimately do not know what they are. And, like... First off, in my notes, they're labeled as blue shite because I've gotten that zesty about them. Um, secondly, they like they are the like picture of inconsistency. Like they can come out on a night and they might beat you five nil, and you're like, oh my god, where has this Everton team been? And they might come out on a night and just literally take a dump in their hands. Like you just don't know. And in that match, it was the opposite where you get the what do we call them dumpy hands? I guess dumpy hands Everton where they. They they can't finish to save their lives. When they can, they can like they're world beaters. But when they play a team, it, it like week in week out, you're just like, all right, Everton got your shooting boot on, or shooting boots on. Next week, Jesus Christ, did, did you have you ever touched a football? Do you know how to do this? Like I don't, I don't even know what to say about them because I don't know what they are because they keep they're like again the picture of inconsistency. I don't under. <laughs> I just want to, like, shake an Evertonian and be like, what is your team right now? Because it's frustrating. Granted, I made hella money off of this, so I ain't too mad about it. And uh, full marks to to Sheffield to, yeah, like, they look a decent side. I, I don't foresee them, I don't know if they're going to get relegated. I think they'll be just above, possibly. So, I mean, I hope so. The, the, these are games that Sheffield United needed to win, and these are games that they show that they are capable of winning even though Everton just look terrible but such is life for them but I I mean as you said like you summed it up almost perfectly that you really don't know what Everton are and you really just want to ask their fans like is this how you want to play so yeah we will see how their next game goes but um, the next game that we're going to talk about Manchester City against Watford. Wow. I have some uh, some unsavory words written uh, for this City game, and it's uh, it's just a lot of like swear words and things I don't know if I want anyone to hear me say, uh, because what the absolute fuck? Like five goals, eighteen minutes. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, first goal, fifty-two seconds. Fuck it. I like the end of my notes for this match is break up city. Like fuck it, just just send them all someplace else. It doesn't like this doesn't make any sense to me. We could do the watcher look like shit joke as much as we want to, but like, do like do they like like I don't even know. Like that's that's one goal away from being the record like ass kicking in the Premier League. I don't have much to say aside from. Fuck me. That's like, that's pretty much what I gotta say. Like I don't, 
they they I don't want to say they looked unbeatable because clearly last week they looked beatable. But everything I said about like maybe they have some defensive lows that I don't know about last week. Yeah, I'm gonna shut the fuck up about that. Like they they whooped the shit out of Watford. I'd love to say I'd love to say full marks to Watford, but like nah, bro, got your fucking ass handed to you, and I don't foresee y'all staying up too much longer. All apologies to Elton John. You'll get your Oscar next year. Fuck it, it's it's over. Like we're done. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of crazy because I just couldn't believe what was going on. And, I mean, first 17 minutes, I mean, first 10 minutes the game was done. But yeah. it was one outstanding move after another. And the, the, the crazy part is this is what a Pep Guardiola team on its very best can do. They will absolutely tear you apart and have no mercy whatsoever. If they can score goals, and to be honest, if Aguero would have put in his chances away, this is a whole different ballgame we're talking about, like with 13, 14, no. Yes. So, you just don't, at this point, I think City kind of needed that loss to wake up and get their shit together, because they thought they are going to coast again, and it's going to be easy, and it's not. So, maybe that wake-up call was good for them, and again, very, they're not, they're not going to lose a game at home, so nah, you remember that, and... Um, other than that, pretty uh, Rolls Royce uh, driving above the speed limit kind of performance out there. You got a fancy car and you're doing 85 and a 32. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to pull you over because you can pay my bills. <laughs> so the next game, Newcastle Brighton. Um, no, no, don't really have anything to add to that. It Ooh, was legitimately the first. I, I love reading my notes because the first thing I wrote is forgettable. Um, hella empty seats in St. James's Park. I, these fans are giving up on this club, dude. Like, either Mike actually needs to sell this club tomorrow, or like they're gonna have to stage one of those like classic like coups where they storm his house and like tar and feather him. I don't know. Um, I mean, Andy Carroll's alive. How about that? <laughs> I, I forgot he existed. The Highlanders still out here doing this thing. <laughs> but don't you think it kind of becomes a question of like when you're talking about. Newcastle, you're talking about a team that has some potential, but they're not going to reach their potential because, you know, it's it's a terrible situation. And because of that, they're going to get relegation threatened. And when they're relegation threatened, they're going to kind of go, oh. We have to play now. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll fire Steve Bruce and go get a manager and then pull off an escape and the fans are going to get into it because like at that point the the fans are like no fuck we need to stay in the Premier League and the, the, it's kind of like a cycle that's you cannot end I think uh, so I, I hate to be captain of LA United but a lot of the LA United fans who I talked to were talking about how Miggy has done fuck all for Newcastle right now and I think and this, this will not be a whole LA United thing don't worry about it this ties into Steve Bruce I know for a fact, having watched Almiron play here, that he's playing him out of position. All he can do is be like, oh my God, he's, he's pacing big bright letters and just plays him on the wing when really he needs to be playing a little bit more, like a little bit more centrally, kind of providing balls to people forward, and he just won't because Steve Bruce plays this old style of English football that just doesn't fucking work unless you're at Burnley. And when you have all these dudes with all of this pace and all of this talent at Newcastle, bro, what are you doing with this team that you're like, you're playing players out of position. You're trying to play your style of football. You don't need to be playing your style of football. You need to be playing something exciting that gets the fans excited and makes them want to push Mike Ashley out the door even more. Like, you need to do something different. And if you don't, I said it before, way of the dodo. 
don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you. It's over. I don't think Steve Bruce is much longer for this job. Like, I'm going to... Here's my dumbass bet of the week. I give him a month. Another month and he's done. Like, I don't see Newcastle winning another match when this month is done. He's done in a month. So, 10 bucks on Steve Bruce being done by the end of the month. Wait. October being the end of the month because I just remembered how much long we have in September. So, <laughs> the end of October. 10 bucks. Hold me to it. All right. I mean... I think it, it it was a decent matchup, I think, for two teams that you know are not gonna get not gonna quite be in a relegation battle, but also won't sh- or shouldn't be in a relegation battle, but also wouldn't be in a conversation to fight for the top eight, top nine. So pretty pretty interesting no no, I guess, at that point. I think if it missed the moment of magic, because I think if something had happened, there might have been something more to the game, but as you said, not not a very exciting game. Yeah. Um. Next game on Sunday. One of the initial games, West Ham United at home. Beat Manchester United two 0 Manuel Pellegrini, fourth ma- best manager in the in the league. He's he's number one right now. Um, <laughs> I pre- I accurately, I take back all my words. <laughs> I I predicted, saying that uh. I don't think we're going to win it after a Europa League fixture. And we actually looked bad. Um, so, I have not heard the word on Rashford, but that's something I'd be worried about if I were in your shoes. I don't Why? know. I, I mean, just... I think the kid just needs a break. I mean, I do agree with that. I think he... I don't think, like... It may not be a big of an injury as we think it is. I think he's just tired because he's been doing a lot. Um... One of the things I wrote is Pogba will be back maybe tomorrow. Who knows? Um, Creswell's free kick was banger. I so you. I'm gonna bring this up. You you sent me the meme the uh, the career threatening match uh, next week between uh, uh, United and Arsenal. I think my maybe a little bit less for Una Emery right now, but as in terms of this match, I don't have much to say about you guys. All I have to say is this next match, he's going to need a magical fucking win. Or I'm not going to say the wheels are going to come off the bus, but that bus is running out of gas and you're going to need to do something to fix it real quick. You better hope there's a gas station, which is a player, I guess. (laughs) You better hope there's something there because it did not, didn't inspire any hope in me for United, even though I'm, I'm saying all this BS. They're still top, like in the top half of the table, six, like, and it's because everyone else is sputtering. So I think you guys may still have a fight ahead of you. You just need to get it righted real quick, or it's gonna get real bad from here. Well, I agree with you, but I also kind of have a bit more faith in the team. That's right. Where <laughs> I think, um, I as I said before the season, we don't have a lot to look forward to other than like just playing the games. I don't think it's gonna be amazing. I don't think it's gonna be terrible i just think it's going to be there and we will have amazing moments the way we did against chelsea 4-0 team opened up everything fell in place but then again we would be talking if we take our penalties against crystal palace it goes in against uh wolves it goes in the six more points if we were 14 we we're right behind the two leaders at that point mm-hmm. so this team has been unlucky but the thing is i've seen shades of what this team can be when it's completely healthy when it's fully buzzing and 
if these players aren't going to cut it, like if Luke Shaw is just going to keep getting hurt, maybe we need a different left back. So yeah. these are questions and we rush to tomorrow. Our under 23s played them and we beat them. So why not play a lot more of the kids? Give Angel Gomez the responsibility. I think a player like Angel Gomez needs to play week in, week out to get into the rhythm. Because I think if you have him and Pogba, we, there is not a defense in the Premier League that we cannot unlock with the two of them. We might not score as many, but we will score more than what we are right now. Because I think Ole at certain times has got to take the responsibility of why aren't you just throwing the younger kids on earlier than when you are, you know? like, yeah. And it's kind of shameful that, you know, Greenwood scores his goal and then gets tonsils and, you know, yeah. get, can't play. So that kind of sucks for him. But I hope he's back. I think Chong, I, I, I think for Chong, a lone move would be the best. But if he can get a goal, who knows? So, for us, I don't think it's doom and gloom. I just think it's kind of Ole needs to adapt. We have we don't have a fit number nine right now, from the top to bottom. Actually, not the bottom because like you know we can pull pull a sixteen year old kid. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we got some players. Jesse Lingard, show show me what you got. And you know what, Jesse Lingard against Arsenal. Uh, he always does something crazy. He merely rocked it. I, I wish this was an Emirates. He merely rocked there. He moonwalked there. <laughs> He'd do something crazy, whatever the move was this time. So, he hits a spin and drops it a split him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, we will see what happens. But I, I'm not as doom as gloom. But, yeah, we do need to get our shit together quicker than uh, most people are giving him time. The next game, Wolves barely clinch on for a draw. Um not barely clinch on actually barely jump on for a draw because yeah. they scored the last minute the very and, last uh, minute yeah Crystal Palace 1-1 Crystal Palace gotta be got it not winning that um so uh, another crazy stat every time Wolves has lost five in a row they've been relegated every single time um with that being said it is good to see a bit of fight back from Wolves uh in the way they kind of, maybe not even the way they handled themselves, just being able to be scrappy and get back because there were times in that match. I mean, obviously they like. There were times in that match where like, Crystal Palace should have shut it down immediately, and they just couldn't. Um, I we we've been tooting that wolves horn this entire season and like everything like that. This was the first time I was just like, maybe I need to back the hell off on this because, like. Neves on the, on the bench for this. Like I mean they played in the Europa League. That's true, but like even then like you you know what you have to do to maintain this. Like you have to these guys need to be playing more. I know fitness is going to be an issue at some point, but like this Wolves team is the Europa League going to be their detriment? Are they going like is that going to be the reason they like get relegated at this point? Because I know it's still early they're days. They're not going to get relegated. I, I will guarantee you that. I will guarantee you that they're not going to get relegated. I, I mean, it's, after it's, a, still, it's still early I, days. Here's so. the thing. Manchester United lost after a Europa League game. And they won. So, uh, they didn't win. They drew. So, they did get a better point off of that. So, I, I think... They will be fine. They're very inconsistent. And they were this like this last year too when they struggled against Huddersfield. They struggled against Palace. So they struggle against some of the smaller teams. 
you know, so I think they'll be overall fine. Relegation, not a question. I think whether they get back into Europa, that's a good question. And if I had to put money down right now, I would say no. So I, I that's how I would put it. So that that might be their version of relegation, not having Europe, but like actually being one of the three worst teams in the league. I don't know about that. Talking about relegation, I think one of the teams that are, is definitely going to be in the relegation battle, Aston Villa, Arsenal beat them 3-2, but like there is nothing about either one of the two teams that I know more or less after that game. I'd say I'd, it, one of the things that was brought up in the announce for the match was Arsenal proved that the best defense is attack. And you know what? I'm inclined, being a Liverpool fan, to, to agree. I get it. Like, attack, 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 score the goals, do the things. You have a front three that, it, like, everyone will be jealous of. I also know how that feels. But, like, our, our def- in that season where we got to the Champions League final, fell apart, all that stuff, our defense was leaky and our keeper was leakier. But we still could be stout when we needed to. There is no sign of stoutness in Arsenal right now. Like, I know they went they went down a man, and that's fine. But, like, even when they were up a man, I said it last week, I'll say it again, Swiss cheese. Like, they looked terribly inconsistent. I feel like what, what I see from that back line is that because they're so attack, 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 that they have guys who, like... I don't even know if Dabowies, like, wants to, like, play defense anymore. Like, he's there. He's always going to throw a foot in. But, like, they're focusing everything going up front. Maybe they need to, like, hey, guys, sit back a little bit. Maybe try to play on the break, not out of the back a little bit more. They just, I mean, full marks to ask Villa for even putting up a fight there. I don't think they're relegation threatened as we think they are. I think the middle of the season they're going to eke out some wins and just stay above that line. Uh I know a lot more people are worried about Arsenal than I am. I'm going to say Arsenal will be fine. I, th- I think my, I think we probably have op- obviously. I have opposite feelings for Arsenal, as you do, Manchester United. I'm all doom and gloom on you guys. Arsenal, I'm like, eh, they'll score like 83, 90,000 goals and, you know, be able to coast this out and, like, get better defensively, hopefully in January. Um, but that's what they need to hope for. They better hope to God that there's like some dude out there doing bench presses ready to throw a shoulder in somebody in the back because that's what they need. And if they don't get that, they're going to have to, at what point do, do, does the front three tire themselves out by scoring so much? Like they, they're still in Europe. They still have more games to play. Like, I mean, the, fr- the front three is not playing though. Cause Lacazette didn't play. Yeah. Um, Aubameyang has been on some lethal form, yeah. but on the other side, Nicolas Pepe finally got his first goal. We finally get the top game I have been waiting for. Nicholas Pepe, Pepe versus Dan James. So, um, I think it's going to be very, very interesting. But uh, I, I just genuinely think Arsenal's defensive vows are still there. And it's it's as leaky as it can get. Mm-hmm. But again, Emirates, very good performance to come back to win 3-2. And that's why I think we had a game like this. I think Newcastle last year, everybody had said Mourinho is going to be sacked if he loses that game. Ends up winning it. 3-2. Sanchez had scored. So, who knows? Like, maybe Una Emery kicks on after this and gets a couple of 
wins on the trot. Hopefully not, but okay. yeah. Uh, coming back to the least important game of the weekend. Uh, the biggest game in the history of our lives. That's complete fucking lie, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, Chelsea against Liverpool. Liverpool winning 2-1. I, I will give you a background on this. I was very scared for this game because a couple of years ago, I remember the first time Pep Guardiola won the league. It was Mourinho's second season. It was Guardiola's second season. And the question was, who had the better team? And both the teams have won a couple of games. Man City walked into Stamford Bridge and put in an absolutely clinical performance where from the first minute till the 90th, it, it took a spectacular Kevin De Bruyne goal to win the game, but it was still very controlled that at no point I think Chelsea was going to do anything. I was scared that Liverpool was going to go to the same. I at no point felt that. I th- thought you guys were very clinical, yes, in the way you take your chances. But I also thought if Chelsea were just like a little bit better, they probably equalized in that game. What do you? What are your thoughts? I don't want to fucking agree with you, but I have similar thoughts. I that first half was exactly the Liverpool you want to see. The Aspilicueta goal, non-goal, withstanding, uh, clinical finishing. If we have to just fucking backheel every free kick we take to score goals, now that's fine. Um, we like you said, we looked clinical. We looked like. We were comfortable. We were like, we got this. We've scored two. Now we're just going to coast it out. And that's where my problem is because that second half, we were just like, and we've scored two. And we don't need to do anything else. Like, we still kind of pressed forward, but we started falling back a little bit. We start looking kind of lackadaisical in the back. Ingola Conte goes out of his mind. Running, running, run. Great goal. Fantastic. Beautiful finish. But that beautiful finish doesn't happen if we're all paying attention because if you look at that play, the back line is kind of just like, oh, score one, whatever. That's worrisome to me. Specifically because if our first choice team is out there being like, it's cool, we got this, y'all can just chill. We don't have the benefit of the Man City. We have 93 people on the bench who are also world-class players. I know I've been touted touting about how great they're like oh i think our bench is great and it's gonna be great tomorrow i could shut the fuck up and not say any of this because our it's gonna be mostly second choice guys and if they do well i won't worry and i will probably take back everything i say right now it's fucking sports podcasting we do this shit all the time right now though if our first choice team is out there looking kind of like not they could give a fuck but like the intensity is not there that's scary because when the city teams out there like intensity, 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 scoring eight goals, full marks to Chelsea. That's a great result for us because they definitely played really, really hard. But we also like that. That's not good enough. That's not good. Enough I mean, for me. I, I will say these are points you didn't have last season, so that's also true. You, you got to take those points when they come. But I do understand your concern, but I think you're being very, very picky at this point. To be like, hey, but I do understand that the way Conte got his goal, literally nobody stepped up to him, which was kind of worrisome. But it's also you don't expect N'Golo Conte to go out and do that. 
So it's because he, he did the same thing to us. It, it was like two 0 that we were losing when he did that. So it kind of became even bigger mockery. But mm. it was kind of like you didn't expect the player to do it. So when he does it like once every season or once every two seasons, you're like, hey, didn't expect that, but good job, brother. <laughs> so yeah, that brings us to an end of the first part of the podcast. We will get you with the second part really quick. Cheers. Welcome back, guys. It's the second part of the podcast. Your favorite part of the podcast. It's the gambling section. Uh, it's your boy Big Money Will right now. Uh, killing the game. Uh, if you listened last week, I straight up wrecked shop. Uh, I'm sitting at 835 in fantasy dollars while the homeboy spoon is sitting at 552 um so far i believe i'm winning outright just in the general sense based on the best we've taken but there's another busy week of football and another chance for me to do something stupid so let's go ahead and just start with the early kickoff saturday uh it's the good guys liverpool versus sheffield united sheffield sitting at Plus 920, Liverpool sitting at what appears to be minus 303. Minus 280. Minus 280? Yeah. Can I not read? Oh, minus 280. Never mind. I can't read. Minus 280 uh, draws at plus four. Uh, Just go ahead and put me down. Put 20. 20 to the good guys. Uh, Full marks to... Just 20? Yeah, just 20. There's more games where there's more money to be made. I'm I'm trying to play smart, not my heart. Uh, that never fucking works, but I'm going to go ahead and do it this time. Uh, a solid 20 down to the good guys. Uh, and honestly, I think this will be a 2-1 again. I think uh, Sheffield are starting to find their feet, starting to find their form. I still think they got a little too much class. Uh, I'd like to see if Mane is going to be okay to go. But aside from that, yeah. 20 bucks on Liverpool. All right. I mean, I think Sheffield got their win out of the way. So, I just think it's going to be a $20 Liverpool as well. I'm just going to copy you in case you do make money. Because <laughs> I really genuinely don't think that Sheffield has any chance. But I also don't want to bet too big in case it ends up being a draw. But we will see. Let's go, Dino. If you can pull this one out, you'll definitely be Man United's number one next year. <laughs> Jesus. The uh, next game... What you got? Yeah. Next is uh, first, or not, the, they're all, they all kick off first. The 10 a.m. fixtures uh, starts off with Mighty Mighty Bournemouth versus West Ham United. Bournemouth plus 150, West Ham United plus 170. The draw plus 265. I'm going to go put a solid 30 bucks on the draw. These are two, uh, Two teams on the up and up. Two teams feeling pretty good about themselves. Uh, it's going to be a good draw. It's going to be a 2-2. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put that that 30 down on the draw. That feels like a solid, solid bet for me. Uh, as always, I stand to eat my words in about an hour. Whatever. <laughs> I will actually go with the same exact bet again because I do f- do see this. Are you reading draw. my notes, you, f- <laughs> you bastard? Um, I... I generally think Bournemouth just gets the win. Actually, I'm I'm going to change it, actually. I'm going to go $30 with Bournemouth because I think 
they do end up winning these games at home somehow, but this could be a draw. But just to be different, I'm going to go with Bournemouth. Same amount of money. I I think West Ham played very well, but mm-hmm. there were still cracks that I think a team like Bournemouth, which are better suited to play against a team like West Ham, would take advantage of. So we shall see how that turns out. The next game, Aston Villa Burnley, what you got? Uh, we got Aston Villa coming in here plus 135, Burnley plus 210, draw plus 245. I just have a wee bit more faith in Aston Villa than you do. I'm going to put 50 down on Villa to win this one. Um, I think they, they show a bit of the Everton inconsistency in them uh, where they'll yo-yo a bunch. They'll yo-yo lower than Everton will. But, yeah, I'll take some of that, uh, some of that Aston Villa action. I'll take I'll take fifty. All right, I'm gonna take fifty as well for a draw in this game. I think Burnley create chances, but just not enough to win the game, as compared to Aston Villa. I think Aston Villa has to bounce back after the game that they had, and I think they do at home. Villa Park always an intimidating atmosphere, so it'll be nice. I'm gonna go with a fifty for the draw. The next game, Chelsea against Brighton. Um, so Chelsea. Minus two twenty five, Brighton plus six fifty, the draw plus a full circle three sixty. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a bunch of money on this one. I'm gonna take Chelsea for like three hundred. Uh, Brighton. I'm you know I don't even say nothing about Brighton. Chelsea about to score like four or five here. Uh, Tammy in for two. I'm not going to say the Pulisic thing anymore because now he's on the bench. And at this point, I don't even know if he, like, somebody got to be hurt for him to sniff the start again. Like, I don't know. I I just feel like Chelsea, this is one of those walk away. Oh, Chelsea, the class of the bottom half of the, or bottom half of the top six of the, eh, one of those deals. Take that 300. Frankie, get it done. I know you ain't out there, which makes me feel better about it somehow. But you know what? 300 to uh, the other blue shite. Uh, I, I kind of agree with you. I think this looks like a game that Chelsea should easily win. I'm going to put down $100 on Chelsea as well. I think pretty straightforward for them at Stamford Bridge too. Don't really see a lot of problems. Moving on to the next one, Crystal Palace Norwich. Things could get interesting in this game. Uh, So Crystal, Crystal Palace is minus 105. Norwich is plus 290. Draw is plus 275. Oh, man. You know what? I got got a wild hair up my butt uh, that I'll probably pick out here in a second. Norwich, 50 bucks. Okay. Uh, Pookie gets a goal back. Go on, you canaries. Like, come on. <laughs> uh, I will also go with $100 on Norwich in this game. I think they will bounce back. I think they will get their team together. Crystal Palace are beatable. I think they might be getting into some sort of a groove, but I think Norwich, just the football they play, better. So that's how I see them winning that. And that brings us to Tottenham against Southampton. So I know I said I had a dumbass bet of the week, but I'm going to re redo a dumbass bet of the week. I'm going to put $100 down. On Southampton. Southampton's pl- sitting plus 700. 
Tottenham sitting minus 245, draws 375. Again, wild hair up my ass. I think this is where, like, the complete... The, the baseball term is they knock the cover off the ball. So when you knock the cover off the ball, the ball unravels. It's all yarn. That's what's happening. They just got the cover knocked off the ball in this Carabao Cup match. Even though it was the kids, they still brought on good players at the end and still couldn't do fuck all. This is where everything starts to unravel. I don't think Southampton have a bit of class. I think Southampton will be a bit of class on the day. And Tottenham will be thrown to shambles. Someone call Adele and make sure she's okay because her boy's about to go down. One all or one zero, Southampton. Let's go Liverpool under twenty threes. <laughs> well, I have a similar kind of feeling, but I also think Southampton might not be the best opponent to exploit that. So, given that context, I am going to go with a hundred dollars on a draw. Because I do very well see this could end up as a draw. And that brings us to the last game of the 10 a.m. slot. Wolverhampton Wanderers minus 110 favorites against Watford at plus 335. And the draw kind of more favored than Watford winning. This is kind of crazy. Um, 50 to the draw. There... I think that we think there is more between these teams than there is. If you listen to the first part of the podcast, you know that I have, I'm starting to have that, that Wolvesy doubt. Um, I think there's not as much between these two teams as we think there is. I think that possibly my money is the 50 bucks towards the draw, but if my brain was to talk to me about this, might put, might say Wolves win this one. But I don't think there's too much between these two teams. I I expect Watford to give them a hell of a match. And this will be this is going to be a proving game for Wolves. If you can't come out and show up against Watford, who I know we haven't said Watford looks like shit in a minute, but like they did. If you can't come up and show up against guys who almost got Premier League recorded, the questions will start to mount. And I know they're already starting to mount at the Molyneux, so I'm gonna take the draw. To not throw too much fuel on the fire, but eh. Uh, I'm actually going to go the opposite route. I'm just going to take $100 on Wolves. I think, not to overcomplicate things, I think they will play a decently e- easy fixture in uh, the League Cup game. And they, I don't think, would care enough. But I do see a draw might happen because Watford, after getting smacked around the way they did, might have a come-to-Jesus moment. But <laughs> I hope not. I hope Wolves get me the points. And that brings us to the last game of Saturday where Everton play Man City at Goodison. And Man City are quite heavily favored, to be honest with you. I mean, shit as they should be. Um, Quick, concise, to the point. 100 bucks, City. Fuck both these teams. I wish it would be a draw. And if it is a draw, I will... I will... I'm not going to cry, but I'll probably, you know, give a yaw or something like that. But uh, I don't see much in Everton that inspires any sort of confidence or any sort of thinking they may nip a goal off of them. I know sometimes I get in here and I'm like, well, someone might be able to take a goal off of City this time. Not this time, man. 100 bucks on the Citizens. 4-0. 
some some dumb like just just a a a, a hefty booty whipping. That's what I call. All right. Um, I'm actually gonna go a very similar direction. I'm gonna go four hundred dollars on Man City winning this game. Yowza. Um, I know it's not going to probably end up being a lot of money, but I still am feeling confident Man City is going to come out and smack them. Um, Nothing else to say, really. Next game, Leicester, minus 195. You have Newcastle on the other side of the ring at plus 600. That could be an enticing bet. And a draw at plus 310. Where are you going with that? Honestly, in this match, I think the more enticing money would be on the draw. Because I don't think Newcastle has much in them. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and sp- I'm just gonna go ahead and let you know for, for the for the next segment. I'm gonna split these. One fifty Leicester. Um, it's not gonna earn me much money, but I don't. Nothing sparks interest in this Newcastle team aside from seeing if Andy Carroll still has like functional knees. That's all I got right now. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, I I just think Leicester's just a better team. I think yeah. they'll they'll come out better prepared. Brendan Rodgers. Probably one of the better managers in the league right now. So I'm also going to go with a $50 with Leicester City. Premier League winners. Unlike <laughs> Liverpool. Um, Eat me. <laughs> final game of the weekend. And it's the weekday at that point. Um, Manchester United versus Arsenal. A game that used to be for Premier League about to win the Premier League pretty much about 15 years ago mm-hmm. is a game that right now that is being deemed as the El Sac El Saco yeah El Saco El Sacico El Sacico <laughs> or however you pronounce it where it, it is pretty pretty bad right now for both teams you got United in here like United are barely favorites playing at Old Trafford yeah um, yeah, they're plus 130. Arsenal's plus 200. The draw, plus 255. I got 150 to spend. And you don't throw me out of where we're recording this right now. I'm going to put the 150 on Arsenal. I think... I know I was railing against how woeful they look defensively. I just think that that front three will cause a lot of problems at the back for you guys. Uh, we, have a, we have a good defense. I know you do, but I still think that front three is going to cause you way more problems than you give them credit for. I still, I, I think 150 to those guys is a solid bet. I think this is... I, I think both these managers are still long for the world. If I had to pick one over the other, I'm not going to. Honestly, I, like, I, I think Arsenal comes away with this. Uh, but it'll be Ola's saving, Ola's saving grace in this match. Will be the fact that they will win it very, very late, very late. Like Ole, or Arsenal wins it. Arsenal very wins it very, very late. A Fergie time winner at Old Trafford for Arsenal. An Arson time winner for Arsenal. Oh, fuck <laughs> Never fucking happened, but what? Um, I genuinely don't know what to say to this game because I, I have said so many things about Spurs that I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow Manchester United goes and just lose to Rochdale. So, there's that side of me, but ever since I've started betting against Man United, there's been a Man United win against Leicester, and there was a Man United loss against West Ham. So, I'm just going to go with the law of averages and go with a $50 draw in this game. (laughs) I was like, you better take the draw, damn it. (laughs) Because I do think last year was a 2-2 draw. I think our defense is significantly better than where it was last year. 
and their defense is significantly worse off than where they were last year. Their offense is it's pretty much the same as last year. Like I still don't see a new dimension being added by Pepe so far. Like he's added a little bit more, but like Lacazette's not been fit to play with him, so I don't know. And then on the other side, my boy Dan James, he better be fit. He better be ready, and there's gonna be a Pog game. And Paul Pogba needs to. I, you know what? I will happily lose this week's betting. If Manchester United just smash Arsenal like three 0 give us one more good feeling, man. Come on, it's been a while. So, I, I'm going to go with a draw, but my my heart's still... Like, it's kind of what every Manchester United feels right now, where if somebody ever asks you as a Manchester United fan right now, mm. do you think Manchester United is going to challenge for the title? You know the answer. But you know what? The, knowing the answer and the words coming out of your mouth are two different things, and you will never utter those words that, no, Manchester United is not challenging for the title. Like, you know, if somebody ever asks you that. So, it's... But we have to face reality. We're not We're not anywhere near. And I think Arsenal probably at par with us. Maybe in a better stretch than us right now with having a more experienced manager. But I do think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, there's a lot of patience to, behind him. And I hope he gets back because I do see a good, good football team finally forming. Yeah. And it, it's going to take time. It's no manager in the world is about to come into Manchester United and turn this around in a year. It's not going to happen. So, we need to be very careful about who gets us these points and what happens in the future because managers come and go, players come and go, but, like, the club is still suffering. And uh, for Manchester United, I hope it's a win. A draw seems more likely, but, yeah, other than that, I think League Cup hopefully provides us a couple of more juicy fixtures next time, a couple of big guns. Premier League teams going up against each other will be nice. Um, I mean, by this time next week, we'll have so much more to talk about. Lord knows what's going to happen to these League Cup fixtures. And, I mean, after what I saw today, there's still some more ridiculous drama to come tomorrow. Make uh, sure to tune in to TalkSport. Make sure to get that ESPN Plus going. Like, it's going to be great tomorrow. This weekend's going to be dope. Uh, I... I'm just scared about everything. I made so many bets I don't know if I trust. <laughs> but yeah, we shall see you guys. Take care. Adios. Take care of your fantasy Premier League teams. And keep drinking. Cheers. <laughs>